This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we begin a series called Building a Better Life. In these lessons, Pastor Rick draws from the Bible to show you how God can take a difficult situation and use it to help you build a better future. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get a hardcover copy of Pastor Rick's wonderful book, The Purpose of Christmas, just in time for the season. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called Resuming Life After Captivity. You know, you cannot read this book through the Bible uh, without noticing the concept of captivity. The concept of captivity is a major theme of the Old Testament. Now, of course, the people of Israel spent 400 years in captivity in Egypt, and then later they spent 70 more years in captivity in Babylon, and the words captivity and the words captives are used over 400 times in the Bible. Now, I wanted to understand this concept of captivity uh, better this week, so I started by looking up a definition uh, of the word. You know, we talk about animals living in captivity or being kept in captivity when they're in a zoo. What is captivity? Well, I put a definition on your outline. Captivity is the condition of having your freedom limited, having your freedom limited involuntarily. Captivity is being confined or trapped or restricted or controlled against your will. The opposite of captivity is emancipation, freedom, independence, liberty, uh, and, and choice. Now, using that definition, we could say that this past year was a year of captivity for all of us because our freedom was limited, our choices have been restricted, our lifestyles have been confined, our behavior has been controlled, and in some ways, we have felt trapped. But now, it seems like things are turning around, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, it seems that we may be moving into a less restricted time. Slowly, our freedoms and our choices are being restored. But in a world that we're returning to, uh, we're going to find a lot of differences, that it's very different than it was a year ago. In fact, I would compare re-entering the world after this pandemic to how a military serviceman or servicewoman feels when they return from deployment in a war overseas. In other words, when they come back home, they know they're coming home, but things have changed. And during their time in battle, they changed too. So there's often some difficulty in re-entering and readjusting uh, to normal life because guess what? Normal changed. Now, I am certain that in this next year, tens of millions of people around the world are gonna feel that way. The world has changed and you have changed and the church has changed. And we all have to make some adjustments in many, many ways. Uh, this past year was uh, really uh, one long trauma. And if you know anything about trauma, you know that trauma changes you. You're not the same person 
after a trauma that you were before. So as your pastor uh, and as your spiritual coach, I want to help you make the adjustments that you're going to need to make this year so that you can resume life successfully as best as you can with, with God's help. In many ways, God is giving us an opportunity to reset our lives uh, after this pandemic. And instead of just returning to the same old, same old, old patterns, old behaviors, and old habits and hurts and hangups, God is giving us a moment where we can build a better us, build a better you, build healthier lives. Now, fortunately, the Bible gives us a lot of encouragement and, and actually a lot of advice on how to do um, what to do uh, uh, in, in a time when all of the choices start coming back at us, when all of a sudden we're not as restricted in our freedom. Now, the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, there are five books of encouragement that were written to God's people to encourage them and to tell them what to do when they were finally released from 70 years of captivity in Babylon. These are called the post-exile books. And these post-captivity books are the ones we're gonna look at for the next couple of weeks. They are the books of Ezra, who was a, a priest, Nehemiah, who was a civic leader and a builder, uh, and then uh, uh, we have Haggai and Zechariah and Malachi, who were prophets of God. And we're going to look in the next few weeks at each of these five books together to find encouraging principles that God gave to his people through these five men and, and uh, taught them how to build a better, stronger life after experiencing uh, trauma and captivity and crisis. Now, you don't want to miss any part of this series because it'll save you from a lot of unnecessary mistakes. What I want to do today is introduce you to seven, seven principles on how to re-enter the world. And I want to share with you how to build an even better life with this opportunity to do life as God is giving you an opportunity to do a reset. So we're going to look at these uh, principles and other principles uh, in detail in the days ahead. But I, I just want to today give you a quick overview. Now, we find the first principle of resuming life in the book of Ezra. OK, here's the first principle. You might write this down. Expect to feel mixed emotions. Expect to feel mixed emotions. Now, let me give you the background on this. Okay. When uh, uh, people were allowed to return to Jerusalem after 70 years of captivity in Babylon, they found that their homes and the city of Jerusalem and the temple, uh, their house of worship were completely destroyed. Everything was in ruins. So the first thing they did was they started to rebuild the house of worship. They started by laying a new foundation for a new temple, a new house of worship. The very first thing they did. And, and that brought everybody a lot of great joy, but it also brought some grief and some sadness to those who remembered what worship had been like in the old temple, okay? 
uh, because things are different now. Ezra chapter 3, verses 3 to 13 uh, says this. All who had returned from captivity, talking about in Babylon, began to work on rebuilding the temple of God. And when the builders finished laying the foundation, everyone sang with thanksgiving to God. And they shouted, praise the Lord. The foundation of the temple has been laid. But, it says, many of the older people, including the priests and the family leaders who had seen and remembered the first temple, wept with sadness when they saw the new foundation. Evidently, it wasn't as big. But because everyone made so much noise that they could be heard far away, no one could tell the difference between the joyful shouting and the sad crying. And it was all mingled together. Okay, see what's going on here? When they have the uh, the reunion. They finally get back together in Jerusalem for their first worship service, and they're laying the foundation of the temple. There were mixed emotions. Don't be surprised if you feel mixed emotions and even conflicting emotions as you re-enter life after this pandemic. You know, you can feel joy that we're finally back together, but you can also feel the sadness at the same time for all the things that were lost this past year, and for how things are gonna be different post-pandemic. I wanna say to you, if you have mixed emotions, conflicting emotions about re-entering after pandemic, welcome to the human race. This is 100% normal. It is possible to have conflicting emotions at the exact same time, especially after a trauma or after a major loss. You remember that I told you last year that I predicted there would be a tsunami of grief because as people have their fears go down and they realize what they lost in the past year, there's going to be a tsunami of grief. You know, here in America, families are grieving the loss of over half a million family members who died from COVID-19. Over half a million Americans died and their family members are still grieving those losses. But even those of us who have never been touched by the virus itself, you've had losses. There have been lost jobs, lost graduations, missed celebrations, missed family events like weddings, and as I said, graduations, and the births of babies. And many of you had loved ones die, not from COVID, but you couldn't travel to their funeral to be there for that. Now, the Bible tells us to weep with those who weep and to rejoice with those who rejoice. So I want to encourage you. Step number one is be empathetic with other people's mixed emotions in in the days ahead. You need to give yourself grace for the mixed emotions that you feel uh, and and, uh, you know, give it to others, too. You've had a full year. Think about this. You've had a full year to get used to new patterns of living, new behaviors, new habits. And now, guess what? Things are going to radically change again. So expect to have mixed emotions. Congratulations, you're normal. Now, that's the principle we get from Ezra. There was both weeping and rejoicing when they finally got back together for worship. Now, here's the second principle that God wants you to practice in this new time. Number two, extract 
the lessons you learned. Extract the lessons that I learned in this past year of restrictions. As restrictions are eased and opportunities are opened up around you, before you rush off and start a bunch of new things, here's what God wants you to do. He wants you to pause for a moment and he wants you to consider the lessons that you learned in the last year, okay? Before you start rushing off to resume life in every way, write down the lessons that you learned in the last year of the pandemic so you don't forget them. Write them down so you don't forget them. Write them down so you can review them. Write them down so you can share them with other generations. Don't let this last year be wasted. Okay, you you went through all that pain. Make sure you take the time to glean some spiritual truths from what you learned and what you experienced this past year. St. Paul tells us this in Galatians chapter 3, verses 4. He says, you have experienced many things. Were all those experiences wasted? I hope not. I hope not. And I want to say that as your pastor. I hope you actually learned something out of this last year. Otherwise, last year was a total waste. Now, if you can't identify, if you can't write down some lessons that you learned this past year in all the trauma we went through, then guess what? That entire year was wasted. It had no value to you. You know, the message translation of Galatians chapter 3 says this. Galatians 3, 4. Did you go through this whole painful learning process for nothing? Good question. It is not yet a total loss, but it certainly will be if you keep this up. In other words, you don't learn anything from it. So as your pastor, as your spiritual coach, here's your homework assignment for this week. I've listed on your outline some starter questions. And what I want you to do is this week, get alone by yourself in a quiet place, a quiet space where you're not bothered. And sometime this week, sit down and ask yourself, what did I learn in this past year? Then write down your answers, okay? In fact, you might want to start a life journal. Okay, this would be a good time to start a life journal for the rest of your life. Now, a life journal is not a diary. Dear diary, here's what I did today. I'm not interested in what you did, and you won't be either. But what you are interested in, what did I learn? What I learned. Uh, And here's some questions. Ask these questions. What have I learned about what matters most? Good question. What did I learn about what matters most this last year? What did I learn about what doesn't matter? What have I learned about my weaknesses? What have I learned about my strengths? What have I learned about my relationships this last year? What have I learned about my pace of living, my pace in life? What have I learned this year about God? What did I learn this last year about the world and the culture around me, places that I live? What did I learn about using my time? These are some questions you can ask yourself. What did I learn about money? What did I learn about happiness? This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy that you've chosen to study along with us today. Did you know you can start every day with hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick? Well, you can when you sign up to receive his life-changing Bible teaching delivered directly to your inbox. 
Just go to PastorRick.com and sign up for his free Daily Hope devotional. Don't miss out. Sign up right now at PastorRick.com. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first, let the true reason for the season fill your heart with hope this year when you discover Pastor Rick's inspirational book, The Purpose of Christmas. Here's Rick to tell you more. You know, this month on Daily Hope, we're offering to send you a special copy of my book called The Purpose of Christmas. I wrote this book to help you come to a deeper understanding of God's love for you by explaining the three purposes of Christmas that were announced by the angel at the birth of Jesus. The angel announced a time of celebration, I bring you good news of great joy, salvation, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and reconciliation, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. I'll send you the hardback edition of this book, The Purpose of Christmas, for your gift of support to Daily Hope Ministries. This book is sure to become a beloved family favorite, to be read every Christmas and be shared with your friends who may not know how much God loves them. We'll send you a hardcover copy of the inspiring and beautifully illustrated book, The Purpose of Christmas, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the certain hope of Jesus to people around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so very much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.